All right. Welcome to Vietnam episode, season four, episode four. Uh, and we have a small correction to make. Barack Obama is not featured in this episode. Yeah, we kind of fucked that up. <laughs> I thought he was, but because like with the HBO Max, when I watch it through, it's it just says Vietnam. And I was like, oh, well, this has to be the episode. Because it didn't say way, which is where he was right in Vietnam. And then I was like, kept watching and kept watching. And I'm like, we're running out of time here. Like, I know it's at the end, but like, I feel like there was a segment after it too. So it wasn't at the very end. And it's like, then he's like saying goodbyes to people and stuff. And I'm like, this is not the episode. And then I wound up looking it up and it's like season nine when he goes to like Hanoi, which season nine looks like. Maybe I think it's like season eight or nine might be the best one through eight, one through 10 episodes that he does. Like the weakest episode looks like it's the Rome episode. Uh, well, that one hasn't aged well either. I mean, some of the, yeah, that's going to, that, yeah, I don't know. We might get canceled for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we would. <laughs> We're just going to speak facts. It's true. You know? uh, that's going to be a, it's, all I'm saying is that, Predators come in all shapes and sizes and genders. So what did you know about Way before this episode? Nothing. I just knew about the Tet Offensive part. That was it. But that was like through like the whole country too, though. Like it wasn't just like. There. Yeah, but Way was like really bad. It was yeah. like urban warfare. And okay. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, that's all I knew. Yeah, I mean, I knew when, the, you know, when he's like, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's the Tet Offensive. But that was about. Yeah, I think Full Metal Jacket takes place in Way, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah it does. That's uh, Battle of Way. Anyways, Private Joker. Um, so overall, though, I mean, this is a really good episode, in my opinion. Yeah, they do a really good job of like balancing the food aspect, which like Vietnam is Bourdain's favorite place to go, favorite country. That's like the country that whenever he started traveling, that's what kind of got him hooked. And he talks about that. And like noodles is kind of his favorite dish. So he does a a really good job of balancing that along with kind of all the Vietnam War stuff that a lot of it. I, I mean, how much of that did you know? Like, I didn't know that, you know, they made tunnels like underground to live in. Yeah, I didn't know that part either. I didn't know there. He said they lived there for four years. I thought they said six. Okay. Because that one guy was, well, maybe it was really four years, but that guy was born, that he was talking to was born in 67. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that part at all. Like I knew about tunnels in Vietnam, but that was always like out in the jungle and the side of mountains, you know, for like the army. I didn't realize like civilian tunnels where people were living, hiding. Kui Yok Tan, I think was the guy's name, but he's saying like he was born in 67, but that city that they bombed the Vin mock, I think was like the city that got bombed in like 65 during rolling thunder campaign. But yeah, they're talking about like the whole village, like moved underground. The tunnels were a hundred feet down, which a hundred feet down is what isn't a story like 12 feet. So that's probably, I thought a story was, was 10 feet, but maybe 12 makes more sense. I don't know. It's either 10 or 12. So it's anywhere between like 10 stories or like eight to 10 story building down, basically. Insane. And it's crazy that like nothing collapsed when it was being bombed. And like, he's like, yeah, the, 
the ceiling part would like shake, but the walls would never like crumble. And I'm like, I still don't understand how it didn't collapse on you guys. Yeah. That's one thing I don't understand is tunnels, like tunnel integrity. Um, although one of my favorite movies has a great tunnel scene. Uh, it's called Sicario. And uh, that's a, it's a really good tunnel scene in that. I don't know. That's not relevant at all, but I just thought I should mention it. I thought you were going to say like Rambo. <laughs> that does actually, that's got a good, did you call that a cave or a tunnel? I think the last Rambo one he did had a whole big tunnel scene, I think. Oh, that had tunnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like what, Rambo 7? See, when you say, I was going to say, when you say Rambo, I think First Blood, because that's actually a good movie. The rest of them are like really over the top 80s action. But like the first one is like a legit good movie. And I will I will fight over that. What's he say to, is what's he say to Brian Denny? He's like, why are you poking me? Or something like that. Yeah, something. Basically, yeah, what is it? Why yeah, why why are you testing me? Or something. Yeah. It's like poking or testing. And he just wanted a hot he just wanted a hot meal. The plot's a little thin. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was made in what, the seventies, but it's like, dude just walks into town, we don't like your kind here. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Wait, are you saying it's really hard for you to believe the police would just not like a guy because of the way he looks? I think it's hard for me to believe a police would not like a white guy because of the way he looks. Uh, it's a different time. You know how it is, though. If there's like only white people, then white people start hating on each other. That's true. You know, that's when, like when the whole town is whitewashed. Yeah, they're like, well, we got to pick somebody to hate. There's no one that looks different. Uh, uh, long hair, that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's like your only fun. Do we just, uh, so we just solved racism. Uh, just make just make white people live together, and they'll all hate each other. Um, it's also called a utopia, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's probably a neo-Nazi one. I've been saying that for years. Right, yeah. We tried that in Paraguay; it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, maybe back to the drawing board. But um, yeah, also like pretty pretty early on, we're just like like hit in the face with like his love of Vietnamese food, and then also for something I haven't had a lot of. Every time I've seen it featured, like, I don't know what I would dislike about Vietnamese food. Like, I, I can't find it. Um, I, th- I think it could maybe at times be possibly too, like, herbaceous, maybe. Okay. And there's probably some sour stuff that I would have to get used to, right? Like, different heats. Well, they, that was another part that I found pretty interesting because he was talking about, and maybe this was just supposed to be about the food and whey, but he was talking about the food and he's basically saying, like, Vietnamese food is this whole like yin yang thing. I think it's when he's eating at like uh, that artist's um, place and she's doing all the imperial food. But it's like this yin yang between like the heat and spice, like offsetting like the cold of some of the ingredients. But I've been watching the show on, um, it's really on YouTube because it used to be on Vice um, called Dead Set on Life. It's got like, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Maddie I feel like I've heard of it. Oh, he's basically yeah. like the Canadian yeah. version kind of Action Bronson, but he doesn't rap eventually. But he's like all tatted up, big dude. Yeah. Very familiar with Maddie. But he but he went to Vietnam in one of the episodes with like kind of his first like chef boss. And he's I like just Master, watched that the other day, by the way. Master Chang. Yeah, like I just watched both those. There's like two episodes from Vietnam, and I was I was on Percocets prescribed. Um, so I don't, I don't remember a bunch, but, um, yeah, no, it's just funny you bring that up because I, I did just watch it and it was all about like Vietnamese food. 
Did, did they do a scene where they like went to the market and just cooked something? Yeah, because Chang he keeps getting in arguments with all the people he's trying to buy stuff from. He's like, no, no, you said that was two hundred. Now you say two fifteen. Like you're ripping me off. Why are you trying to rip me off? And then like there's this yeah. whole back and forth that it's super aggressive. And he's like, and then like he like throws down the money like hard on like whatever like little wooden counter, and he's like. Just like you better not, you better not be ripping me off like the next guy or something like that. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious, but yeah, no, that guy's pretty great. He was saying in that episode that like the Vietnamese food is is basically French food, but instead of being kind of like creamy and buttery, it's more like tangy and sour. Interesting. Maybe I would like that. So it, it was really odd because like you hear Bourdain talking about like the spice and the heat, but then you know that guy who's from Vietnam, like grew up there. He's a yeah. Different part of Vietnam though. Right. Yeah. They were in Hanoi for that. So that's why I wonder if he's talking about like way is more like the further North you get, like, is it spicier and like the further South you get, maybe it gets more sour. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I found that really interesting because they were in Hanoi. He, and that master Chang guy, I mean, he wound up in Newfoundland later Toronto, but he got there because he was part of the, the boat people who were displaced from the Vietnam War. Yeah, and he said that's why his English is fucked up, because he learned to speak it in Newfoundland instead of, yeah. uh, instead of Toronto. Um, what's, the, what's the South Park joke that the, isn't Newfoundland where like everybody sodomizes each other or something? Oh, Do you I remember didn't that see that. No, I didn't see you that episode. remember that South Park episode? No, I'm going to leave you hanging on that one. It's pretty funny. It's when they're doing... It's um, basically they're going through Canada, but it's supposed to be like the Wizard of Oz. And so they pick up one person from each province in Canada and like the guy they they get from Newfoundland, all he talks about is like sodomizing men. It's pretty funny. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember that episode. Well, it's something to go watch. You'll laugh. Um Yeah, and so I guess Hawaii's like in the middle of middle of the whole country. Yeah. Um so I I didn't know where it was, but he goes into that that it's like kind of where everything meets. It's like a educational cultural hub and yeah artists and stuff like that also just side note the beer that he's drinking i have like a and just a romantic appreciation of like a like a really ice cold can of beer in like hot weather and isn't it like cores for you i promise i'm not i promise i'm not high on perks right now the way i'm talking but um <laughs> <laughs> but like um he, like it just looks so good. Like the beer he's drinking, like he's eating that awesome food. He's like out on the street and it's just like that beer sweating the perfect amount. And you're like, I bet that's just fucking delicious. And, uh, I don't know. Spoiler alert might be my most rewatchable scene, you know, but we'll get into that later. Would it be a, a weird choice? Sure. No. Cause that's like one of the most famous, I feel like one of the famous scenes from, parts unknown is that when he's sitting on the plastic stool street side little table eating like that's a pretty famous that's i think like five most like if you show that to some person and be like oh yeah i know what you're talking about like even if they knew nothing yeah, what did i couldn't write this down fast enough and god forbid i rewind but um what what kind of what did he do to those peanuts in that first dish like they were like a there's some kind of peanut in there and I couldn't figure out if they were like, well, so I, there might've been peanuts. I don't have that written down, but there's a lot of ingredients and I know I didn't get them all. Okay. He's cause he's at this place called 
com hen and that's where he's you know in the little plastic stool plastic table it's basically like a fisher price kids table essentially is what he's sitting at yeah and it was clam rice with mung beans white rice there were spicy green chilies fried pork rinds and then there was definitely there might have been peanuts in there but uh, there was a separate bowl that had fish sauce with chilies and then you dumped like the fish sauce and chilies as much as you wanted into the other one and then kind of mixed it all up but basically everything has like lemongrass in it um cilantro is probably in there lime seems to be a pretty common ingredient in a lot of the food too but yeah i might have missed peanuts but there was you know there's like 15 20 ingredients i think in like everything yeah i could also be combining two dishes um which i've been known to do you know i'm sitting there taking notes and i switch over to instagram or something and catch myself then uh Somehow a Philly cheesesteak made it into my notes or something. <laughs> Philly but, um, I don't know where that <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. So I know we're not there yet, but I'm all over the place. Since, uh, yeah, it's fine. This is called Inside the Mind of Ben today. Uh, would you, and I almost want to get Katie's input on this because I know she's going to, no matter what we say, she's going to shit on our answer, but would you ride a scooter in Vietnam, like on the streets like that. Cause it intimidated me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. See, I had the same question written down and I mean, I don't know. Like I put over under number of crashes you're getting into while riding a scooter in the streets. I, what, what would intimidate me is that I'm not doing it right. And then I'm pissing people off behind me. Cause I'm not like, maybe there's like some weird yielding that you're supposed to do. That's yeah. The intersection thing is definitely, I was like, well, like everybody's stopping and then going, but then, like going back to the other show that I, I've been watching, like they're talking, you know, they talk about when you're trying to cross the street in Hanoi, like just keep walking. Like if you stop, that's how you get hit by a car. I'm like, that seems really counterintuitive, but okay. <laughs> that's what Master Chang says. He's like, yeah, just keep walking. Like if you stop, that's how you get hit. Yeah, that's that would definitely be a learned skill for me because my yeah, like you say, your first instinct is something coming at me fast. Get I'm out gonna of just the way. keep yeah. Which I guess you're doing when you're continuing to walk. I don't, I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, riding the scooter, like I get it's something that you're supposed to do. It's probably also the easiest way to get around. But I would definitely be worried about, yeah, like accidentally like running into somebody because you just don't see them in your blind spot. You know, you're trying to make a turn or something like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. Cause I mean, there's, and there's just like a late, like the one scene, there's just like a lady who's got like the kid on the handlebars. I think the kids eat, it looked like a piece of lettuce. I'm sure it was something different that he was eating. And I'm just like, oh yeah, there's no, there's no car seat. There's nothing. Just, yeah. Hang on. We go, we go down the street in a scooter. But I think also like, that's part of the reason why he likes, I bet Vietnam is you, cause you can hear all like the scooter horns when he's sitting at that restaurant and kind of like the first scene. And it kind of sounds like New York, like it's a little bit more high pitched because of the scooter horn, but it kind of sounds like all the car horns in New York. You constantly have like traffic noise. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe that's, that's just kind of like a theory, I guess, of mine. Um, there was some masks being worn. I didn't even catch that. They were for pollution purposes. Not, you know, this is obviously pre-COVID, but they definitely do that over there before COVID. But isn't that a result of uh, all the scooters? Are well, no. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it'd be like the pollution, but didn't like the mass start becoming a thing because of like when they had the SARS outbreak? That's what I remember. Yeah. Or like bird, SARS isn't bird flu, right? I think bird flu was first. I think so. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's when it all started. That was like one of those flu pandemics that just went through Asia like crazy. What do you, what is that like whole imperial like dining part? What are your thoughts on that? Okay. So typically that's a snoozer, right? We've complained about it a bunch. Um, I don't, I mean, this one wasn't necessarily exciting, but I do feel like the food was way better in this version. Um, so that's what I took away from it. I don't know your thoughts. No, I think they focus more on the food than talking. Cause like, it was kind of weird. They listed off like three other people that were at this dinner aside from, uh, the author that he met up with in the market, that guy, um, what's his name? Like Kui, Kui Dung or something, I think was his name when they met up at that market and he was talking about, and they ate that, um, bun bowl way. Do you remember that dish? It was like bone broth, uh, lemongrass. Oh, yeah, yeah, And like he he was convinced that it took him like 12 hours to make the broth. And she's like, no, nah, it's an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I thought was really funny. He's like, what? Yeah. And there's also like fermented shrimp paste, crab meat dumplings, blood cake, rice noodles, beef shank, lime wedge, mung bean sprouts are like all in there. Like, And I probably even missed a couple ingredients. But that guy comes to that dinner and then he they rattle off like there's the one food blogger he meets up with later um, with her, but then there's like two dudes and they're like kind of like French, clearly somewhat wealthy uh, and they're just hanging out. But I feel like in past seasons, they would have like focused on those two guys and like actually talking to them where I don't even think the one guy even said anything that made it to the, to the episode and they focus more on the food behind the scenes. So I think it, the way they approached it, maybe they learned their lesson or, or I don't know, but it's definitely better than like the time that they did that in boom job. Yeah. That one, that one was like, geez, dude, like I can't even imagine how boring it would be filming that. <laughs> You're just, the dude just falls asleep and passes out. It's filming the boom job one. And the food didn't look that good in that, you know, whereas this was like, um i don't know food just looked way better yeah they showed three things uh the first one was a bird nest soup so it's a swallow's nest soaked in water then cooked in chicken stock and served with crab meat and then there's in a separate dish steamed lotus seeds and then in another separate dish there's crab roe mixed with red onion and seasoning and all that is kind of added into the soup so you get, I guess like imperial dining is kind of like everything kind of almost comes in its own separate bowl and then you kind of mix it all together. He was talking about like emperors, like, you know, variety was a big deal to them. Um, the second thing they showed was fish stock made from kabong, which is like some sort of river fish, pineapples, onions, chilies, shallots, coriander. And then there was cooked prawns, banana flour, uh rice noodle some garnishes and then all that was like combined once it got to the table and then the other one was that lobster which was kind of yellow uh i i mean i was kind of surprised that like they even have lobster in the south china sea 
makes sense, but I just, it's not something that, I don't know. You always think like Maine or. Yeah. Like cold. Well, Caribbean, they have Caribbean. I was going to say cold water, but um, yeah, it definitely looked more like Caribbean lobster or something. Like it doesn't look like a, a Maine or Canadian lobster. Big difference by the way. But that lobster had red onion, ginger, lemongrass, chilies, and there's like some lime leaves and then like another stock that was poured over. I think out of those three, like I probably would have gone with the bird's nest soup out of the three, but that's me. Yeah, I would I would probably get the lobster. Probably do that. What was I gonna say? Boy Tran was her name. Uh, she's a painter, lives in a restored compound, cooks imperial dishes, makes artworks, painting. That's about it. I did like meeting up with our our buddy Len, who I don't remember from the other episode, but um, that guy was cool. Yeah, I, that goes all the way back to I think when he first visited Vietnam. Like I think that guy was kind of like the not like fixer, but I feel like he was supposed to, you know, I feel like he was assigned by you know either very wealthy businesses or the government to make sure that nothing negative got shown kind of mm-hmm. for vietnam like steer them in the right direction kind of thing and they just wound up becoming friends um they went to that place i think uh zu yin on and it's like you basically pick seafood out of the tank and then they kind of chop it up and then you cook it on a grill at your table so almost like korean barbecue style but with whatever seafood that you decide to pull out of the tank. Why don't we, like, I know that's like a gimmick, like, like picking out a lobster at some places, but, and maybe it's because I've never lived in a city that has like a big, robust seafood market, but like, that's not really a thing in the U S right. As far as like, I know in like Korea, they do that. They have a huge seafood market and like, there's a place in there where like, okay, we just bought this huge crab. Now you cook it for me. Yeah. You know, like, why is that like a weird zone? It's some kind of, zoning shit or like food safety it could be that or it's just the fact that like americans i think americans have an aversion to seeing like live seafood oh okay i mean obviously having the head of the fish on is like basically you just don't see it in america aside from a few restaurants um, and even then most of those restaurants are usually Chinese or, um, you know, Thai food or something like that. They're, they're Asia region specific, I feel, but yeah, I mean, like, I just can't imagine like an American, like picking out a big ass eel from a tank. Yeah. Like they'd like to eat the eel, but they don't want to see it alive swimming around kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, we are really disconnected from our food. Like nobody, like if you're from normal, quote unquote, America, you just go to the supermarket and everything's already dead, you know? Like unless you're in like a big city and even then you'd have to be like your parents are foodies and they like take you to the seafood market to like pick out your seafood. That would just be so weird in this country. It's not like everywhere else where there is a market, you know what I mean? So that has to be what it is. It's like, yeah, I'll take the salmon when it's already filleted and but uh I just put it in the oven for 20 minutes, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think you, I think it's easier to find people that are more I don't know, like okay with it. Like, you know, you have the guys that throw the fish out in Seattle, Pike Place Market. Yeah. And even like on out east, like you can find some fish places where they just, you know, they have them on ice like the whole fish. 
but you know between between the coasts like there's nobody that really does that stuff yeah it's true and that's where you get into like it's just hard enough to get fresh seafood to those places yeah with the shipping costs and everything yeah like just how vast america is it's so different than like you just see how thin like narrow vietnam is and like you're probably never more than a few hundred miles from the coast right yeah in the united states you can easily be three thousand i guess maybe 2500 i don't know trying to think of like the center point would that only be 1500 i believe so yeah it'd be like 1500 still a shitload of space yeah like if you just plopped yourself and speaking of crumbling infrastructure how about america um anyway the one thing when he was with uh lynn like they're showing each other like old photos and they look like like 90s action movie like henchmen you know like you see in the credits it's like henchman one henchman two like black suit like narrow like black sunglasses yeah no tie that was pretty funny the sunglasses were really like i was like oh that was like the year 2000 you know those like little round miniature sunglasses i feel like people are trying to bring those back but i don't think it's gonna work hasn't been long enough i don't think um what about so that part that he goes with the the food blogger um where's that Lan, I think is her name. She takes him to like this neighborhood restaurant, Quan Ron Ol, and that's where they have like those rice flour pancakes. Oh, those look so good. Yeah, they're steamed in molds and then topped with cassava paste and crumbled fried shrimp. Then they had this like cassava tapioca thing, and it's mixed with like pork or shrimp and then wrapped in a basically like a banana leaf like a tamale and then steamed and it came with like a dipping sauce but it's kind of like seared see-through like almost translucent they ate that and then um some sticky rice dumplings and those were unpeeled shrimp stuffed into fried dough that was made from rice yeah i love the little pancake things but i mean that whole meal was really good looking yeah i would definitely probably take the pancake uh things out of that on choy which is recreational eating or snacking apparently so it's like a little small plates almost like it almost felt like vietnamese tapas yeah it did or like dim sum or no nah, that's a little different i guess I just had to submarine your comparison i was like no no no. let, let me take a shot at it ray all right <laughs> not gonna let you have this moment yeah tet offensive three and a half weeks long I didn't, I mean, North killed almost 3,000 people, mass graves. I mean, you kind of know about like the mass grave thing, but I don't know. I guess you just kind of forget or just doesn't register all the time or something. Cause then like you hear it, like you kind of see different like photos of where the spot kind of was. And you're like, oh, wow, that's, yeah, that's a shit ton of people. One thing I thought that might be interesting is too, like when we were talking about the scooters, it's very possible that you could never learn how to drive a car, but you'd know how to ride a scooter. But in America, you have the inverse where you might never know how to ride a scooter, but you'd learn how to drive a car just because it's their primary mode of transportation. But yeah, you want to know how much an idiot I am. And like my dad saved me so much embarrassment. But when I was, so I was always the youngest in my grade, you know, and in South Carolina, you can get your permit at 15. And then at the time you could get like your restricted license at 15 and a half. 
or no, it might've been after 90 days. And then they switched it to 180 with me. Like, you know, I'm saying like, I missed the cutoff, of course. Um, so everybody's like getting their license, like driving to school. And I lived probably three miles from school, but like, I wanted that independence. And I tried to talk my parents into getting me a moped. And my, my dad just like sat me down and was like, no, he's like, you don't want to do that. He's like, what? So you're going to be driving all your friends are going to be blowing the horn at you because you're doing 20 miles an hour on the way to school and they're doing 60. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And uh, luckily I did not get it. Cause I mean, first of all, I would have looked like an idiot. Second of all, what would I have done? Like once I turn, once I get a car, I'm just like running that in that moped into a lake and I'm never driving it again. Like, <laughs> Could have got a used one. Could have got a used yeah, moped. It was just, but that's, that's how stupid I was. You know, when you're a teenager, you're like, yeah, this will be a cool idea. Be like my friends. It's like, no, you're not like your friends. They have cars. You're going to be the loser on a moped with a stupid helmet. There's a guy in our apartment complex that has a, I don't necessarily, I don't think it's a Vespa, but it's definitely a, a scooter that he must work downtown because I see him kind of riding that around. There's a couple of people that have like scooters downtown, but I don't know. I mean, like we don't, we're not Columbus isn't set up for, and we don't have bike lanes really. Like they paint the icon on the road, but like you're mixed in with the cars. You're not separated. Yeah, it's like no one is used to it. So it's like, I wouldn't trust it, you know? Like sometimes I see someone in the bike lane and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? And right, it's like, yeah. it's obviously obvious that's a bike lane right there. But I'm going like, hey, man, can we not? Like I wasn't expecting that. You're scaring the shit out of me. Yeah, like out in Seattle, at least they have it. So it's, you know, separated. Like it's walled off from car traffic. So it's actually like a dedicated bike lane. We don't have that here. So it's it's a little bit sketchier. So I don't know, like, like getting a Vespa if you work downtown always seems like a good idea, but then you can't ride it in the winter when there's snow. That doesn't work. So you got to take a car anyways, you know? Yeah, that also seems like one of the more dangerous things you could do would be trying to ride a moped, like, in the snow and ice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, beyond freezing your ass off, like, I just feel like you would, like, you can hit sand on a motorcycle and, like, have road rash. And like really fuck yourself up, like just turn that bike over. Like I can imagine on a moped, you just those handlebars going back and forth. You know, you just start wobbling, and that's your ass, dude. Yeah, but you can do that on just a bicycle. So here's here's the question. I feel like um, maybe I'm doing this too soon, but we can at least hit one of these. Just because I'm curious about the Lynn guy. Would you travel with that dude? Does he count? Does he make it as the co-host or not? Is he not in the episode? Definitely doesn't make it as a guest host um Jeez. i don't know i mean i don't shoot my ideas down yeah it's, uh, uh. <laughs> it's he's only in there for like one scene so it's really tough to get like a vibe you know yeah like i would i would almost rather travel with um land the, the food blogger like because then she could just take me to like dope stuff that i didn't even know existed okay well here's why i like the lynn dude it was his name right lynn Lynn, yeah. Lynn's the, the woman food blogger. Lynn is yeah. his buddy from back in the day. Yeah. So that guy was cool. He's like, yeah, like usually I'm really serious and like business-like. He's like, I met you and I just wanted to get drunk and eat food. And I was like, I fucking like this guy. That's my quote of the episode. And also I just fucking like that guy. So I would travel with him. But then we'd be on the same trip. 
So I would get to come along and like try the places, you know. And then we can put ice in our beer with Lynn. Just get just get fucked up. Yeah, I wonder how easy it is to get to Way. Because like when anybody goes to Vietnam, they pretty much go to like Hanoi, and then I mean Ho Chi Minh, also known as Saigon. It's the other big one. Yeah, I think they have decent trains, right? Semi decent. I don't know. Maybe not. I, mean, I don't know if it's boat situation or i have no idea let's see going to the middle of vietnam is not something that like initially pops in your head you know you're like oh yeah i'm gonna go to vietnam where you oh what city uh the one in the middle huh yeah no you it's the other two you mentioned it's something i don't know something tells me it's not gonna it's not gonna come up for us any anytime soon no first class overnight sleeper train God, this is what I need to start doing. Just taking really expensive first class flights and then just vlogging about it on YouTube till I get to the point that I can just Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Just fly Emirates for free, you know? Like, oh, oh, Spoon Mob co-host is here today. <laughs> Let's get an extra caviar. Fuck yeah. There are people that really do enjoy like flying on planes. Like, like there's people, I mean, it, it's part of that whole like Miles community, which I think is probably significantly cut its membership in half because of COVID because people can't fly anywhere. But yeah, no shit. But they would fly like, like if you were trying to get from here to San Francisco, like they would fly purposely to like DC, then to Atlanta, then to San Francisco so they could rack up like another thousand miles or whatever, you know, towards their status. It's like, yeah, but you're also on a plane for like six more hours now. Good news is you're able to get a thousand more miles. Bad news is you have blood clots. I'm sorry to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, uh, I don't know. Like, cause I have a bunch of miles or a decent amount, but I don't know when I'm going to be able to use them. And what are they even going to mean anymore? Like, I don't know what we're, what the airlines are going to be like. I mean, I don't think it's almost like once this is over, they're still just going to treat even worse. Like, oh, yeah, we got rid of food and people still paid to fly. Uh, we just won't have food anymore. I got to imagine you get it's a little different if you're in first class or something, though. Maybe. My brother flew up here. They didn't even, I don't even think they got any snacks. How long is that flight? It was a shorter flight. Yeah, it's just Atlanta, or Charlotte to here. So it's probably an hour 20, hour and a half. You usually get at least a drink cart, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'll double check with them. But yeah, it's not the, uh, it's not the first class we're used to. Well, they don't even serve peanuts anymore because of peanut allergies. So all you get pretzels or... We could go into a whole thing about how weak we are as a society. The fucking one... There's like some comedian or something that has a joke about it that if like one peanut's going to kill you, maybe you should die. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with that. Jesus. That's a comedian. Yeah. We just don't know the name. Just Calm down. Sometimes things are funny. I don't necessarily agree with her. Well, me and Katie were talking about that like not too long ago because when I was growing up, you know, I went to a really small school out in Massachusetts, and I remember we had one girl who was a couple grades lower than me, but she had like a strawberry allergy. But, and it was, I guess, if I remember correctly, it was pretty severe. But the only, like, there was no, like, they didn't bar like peanut butter and jellies from the school or anything. They were just like, hey, she has a strawberry allergy. So if you have anything with strawberry in it, don't be a dick and like go near her with it. 
Yeah. And everybody will be cool. And you can eat your peanut butter and jelly. Just, you know, don't be an asshole. Basically, it was kind of the messaging. And now it's like, shit, you'd probably get expelled if, like, that situation happened now. If it was like, oh, yeah, this person has a strawberry allergy. And, like, you're, you accidentally made, like, a peanut butter jelly because, you you know, all you had was, like, strawberry for your kid. They'd probably try and expel your kid. Haven't they figured out, though, that, like, a lot of the reason that stuff was happening is because people were, like purposely like withholding stuff like that from their kids making them more sensitive to it whereas like it used to just be like you would just i don't know maybe when you came out of the womb they just rub a strawberry in your forehead and then you're fine for the rest of your life but it's like if you don't touch a berry for the first three years of your life like yeah i guess susceptible yeah i know that's not always the case like i'm oversimplifying it but this is america that's what we do i think that's definitely the case with peanuts is like you're supposed to give you know you're supposed to give i'm not an expert in kids obviously um that's just not what i chose to study in college but i'm pretty sure yeah you're supposed to introduce like peanut butter and peanuts like sooner rather than later so that way they don't develop like that allergy or whatever like do you just have peanut breath in the delivery room like you're just popping them and then like you hold the baby for the first time you're like "Ah," you just give them a little bit and he's like He's like, oh, it's great. I love peanuts now. You get the stadium ones and you're just cracking shells and just dropping them on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys are sweeping up anyway, right? All right. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's Jeez. coming in to clean this. Uh, it's okay. I can have my mask off. I'm eating peanuts. That's the fucking rules. And the doctor's like, uh, are those salted? been to a restaurant? Are those salted or unsalted? <laughs> can you even come in the delivery room? I mean, I was joking about that, but. I don't know. I, th- I think so. I think maybe like the direct spouse is allowed in. But that's it, I think. Yeah. And I'm sure that is co- like you have to get COVID tested probably before or something. Yeah, that's like on for last week, I had to be COVID tested. But it's funny because it's like, you're like, yeah, and then uh, just quarantine until tomorrow. I'm like, okay. I mean, I did, but it's like, I could still get it. Well, now there's like this whole like double mask movement thing. Oh, good Lord. Well, that's like yeah. they just put out, they just put <laughs> yeah. out guidance. They just put out guidance that like, even if you've been vaccinated, if you have a mask on, you can still hang out with people that are at low risk. And I was like, okay, but like, so we still have to wear masks. It's like, I don't know. I guess they've been kind of saying that the whole time that you can still spread it, but it's just crazy. Cause you're like, okay, the vaccine's here and everybody's getting it. And they're like, I'm fine now. And it's like, well, not exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I know there's like, there's this thing going around about how to fold. Like if you had one of those paper masks, like how to fold in the corners, cause it makes it more like airtight or whatever. One of the school systems is requiring double masking, I think for students to return. I think that's in Columbus too. And then, but like, it's weird. Cause then it's like, they're giving out vaccine shots, but then they can't like a lot of people haven't been scheduled for their second dose. But if you time it right, apparently at some of these places like the CVSs or Walgreens, some of them aren't verifying your uh, personal identifier information, basically making sure that like, oh, this person's 30, but we're only vaccinating like 60 and above. Why are they here? They should have a pre-existing condition. Like apparently they're not even like verifying that stuff. And then one of the vaccines, I guess, comes in like a six pack so when they crack it open like they have to use all of them so people are able to kind of get appointments or or snake in like 
leftover doses, quote unquote, um, at the end of the day, if they kind of just time it right, supposedly. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I've seen I've seen other people that are like, we got our vaccine appointment. And I'm like, you know, we're in our 30s. And I'm like, should I like, am I allowed to yet? Like, I don't, I don't really understand. I don't know that this is being handled the best. Just going to say it. Yeah, it's not exactly the most organized, doesn't seem like. And the messaging is definitely not the best either. Because it's like, I think now it's like, is it 50 and above now? But I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, there's part of me that's like, either all of a sudden it's just going to like be somebody flipped a switch and it'll just be like, you know, end of April and they'll be like, yeah, everybody can get it now. We have plenty. It's just, we're, we're drowning in this stuff. Come get it now. You know, that's kind of, cause it's like, oh, we don't have it. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. And all of a sudden it's just going to be like, yeah, we have too much. How do we get rid of it? Yeah. I don't get it either. Um, that's like reading some comment on Twitter today, which is always a big mistake. The guy's like, like 30 million have been administered. And he's like only 270 to go to herd immunity. And I was like, that's, that's not how that works. Herd immunity isn't everyone's vaccinated. Herd immunity is so many people have it. We stop spreading it. Like, what, you don't to, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to vaccinate everyone to get herd immunity. Um, but anyway, uh, not that I'm a fucking. Has anybody done the article or like news report yet about like the person? I'm sure this has been done. I just haven't seen it. So please don't send it to me, really, because I just don't want a flood of this. But um, has anybody done that you know of, like, you know, the 10 minute piece on this person had never been vaccinated in their life and they were a staunch anti vaxxer? But then they, they eventually, like, somebody talked him into getting the COVID one and like they made the exception. Oh no, but I'm sure that's coming though, right? Right? That has to be coming. That angle. Yeah. 37 year old Bernice, whatever. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I never thought I'd be getting a vaccine. I was already against it, but this past year that we've been through has taught me a lot. And I just want to hang out with my family. You're like, okay. She she's probably like drastically overweight too and un- super unhealthy, right? <laughs> That's what yeah, I was picture I was picturing her on a scooter. <laughs> she's saying this. And I was like, oh, who who paid for that scooter? She's like, it's my stimulus money. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this has to do with Vietnam. How do we get on that? Masks? It's fine. Film time. Uh yeah. Well, the last thing they had was that like chicken. And they fill it with lemongrass wrapped in banana leaf, covered it in a rice patty mud, and then like cooked it over a fire. That was like at that going away dinner. That looked pretty good. I think, I mean, I, there wasn't really anything like I'm not super big on eel, you know, but I'll eat it. But I'd rather have the eel over the lobster. Um, I'm just not big on lobster really either. You're, you're a big eel guy though, right? Am I? I feel like I feel like you got like when when we were in Maui, I feel like you you were throwing down some eel. I might have, yeah. I mean I I feel like here's the thing. Your boy just likes your boy likes the eel sauce that comes on cheap sushi. So that might be Okay. That might be why. Um but yeah, I don't know. yeah, I would eat eel. I feel like I should like uni more than I do. It's not my favorite. I don't want to eat uni just like straight. I want it on something. Yeah. You know, like you want it on like just 
buttery bread or you know what i mean yeah it's like foie gras like you wouldn't just want that just by itself, by itself. yeah yeah cool dang i was just thinking of bone marrow it's been a while i've had some bone marrow there's not a whole lot of places that do it around columbus like every once in a while it'll pop up but can you make that at home like if i wanted to make that at home do i have to like go to a butcher and get bones can i even do that yeah you can but i think it's gotten so like popular i think that yeah i think the price is like used to be able to get that i think for just nothing like if i i forget what i was watching there was something they were talking about it and they're like yeah you could get the the bones like the butchers would just give them to you because they had nothing else to do with them and then like people figured out how to make you know the bone marrow like roast them and all that stuff and then that caught on and now it's like oh yeah well it's x amount of dollars a pound for bones it's like okay you know like with anything yeah that happened with chicken wings they used to be really really cheap and then people were like oh we love these the price just skyrocketed uh any other random notes that you have i I don't have anything else no i'm out of notes i think surprised i made it that far uh would you go there yes yeah i'd go there yeah, hundred percent. It'd be cool to if go to like because Hanoi is Hanoi in the southern part of the country. Hanoi is in the north, and then Ho Chi Minh City in the south. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be cool to do like all three of those like in a trip, just one, two, three, get the whole Vietnam experience. Um, one thing learned, just like the whole tunnel thing, like living in the tunnels for you know four or six years whatever like he was born in the tunnels that they're you know they just dug this massive system had 90 families in it five thousand feet of tunnels 13 entrances and exits made it all the way to the beach and then they used like the the bomb craters is where they would dump the dirt but the when they dug it out so that was pretty interesting did it all by hand apparently yeah, it's really it's really impressive. Best scene, um, I think it's probably it's probably the first scene, right? Yeah, that's what I would say. When yeah, and you're like the... just getting a feel for Vietnam, and like he's just so happy. There's like a second scene where he's like, "I've reached the pinnacle. We can stop the episode now." So maybe that one. That's when he's at the market. Yeah, but no, that first scene is like. Yeah, it's like what you would expect when you, like you, you're Bourdain and you're going to Vietnam. It's like you said, you're sitting on that weird plastic furniture outside. There's a shitload of scooters, and you're just eating some kind of noodle in like a great broth. I didn't have anything for quote, but I think you did. Yeah, just that Lynn, when he met Bourdain, was like, I just wanted, what do you say, get drunk and eat food with you? Something like that. Yeah, something to that effect. Which I think is the highest compliment, honestly. That's what I look for in a woman. Uh, and my friends, you know, it's like, do I want to like have a drink with you and eat, you know, something delicious? If I don't, like, I'm probably not going to want to hang out with you. It's a good test. Do you want to throw out your Instagram handle? <laughs> yeah, bnelson zero eight seven. Um, there's any guys that want to go on some bro dates? You know what I mean? Strictly platonic. Not that I would judge. If you're into other things, that's fine. I am an ally. Um, but it would be just to share each other's company. Which of the what would you pick for food you'd want to try the most? Probably that second place where he's talking about how happy he is, and I, I, is that what he calls the best soup in the world? Yeah, at the market, Bun Bowl Way. Yeah, 
I mean, I think I got to go for that. What about you? I'm, I'm going to say the rice flour pancakes. I mean, those look great. I don't think that's a bad choice. I think it's the wrong choice, but I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think it's a bad choice. You know? You know, I try and give a different perspective, you know? Yeah. I don't know if like the, the broth and like the noodles, because the noodles are made from rice, so that's technically pho, right? Or is it because there's so many other ingredients it's not necessarily pho? Yeah, I was I was curious about that, and I I was just like, he didn't go into it, and I was like, so it must be a different thing. Yeah, it was kind of what I was assuming because I like I mean I've had pho. I don't know if I've ever had really great like pho. I've had okay. Now every time I've eaten pho, and like like you said, I probably haven't had the right stuff. But every time I eat I've eaten pho, I've been like, this would be so much better if it was ramen. Yeah, I like I like ramen better. <laughs> yeah, I just think the broth has more flavor. Um, now maybe if I went with someone that like really knows what they're doing and they're like, here, you got to put this, this, and this in it. The other part of it though, is like with ramen, they just bring it out. And it's, I like the tonkatsu, like the porky kind of fatty one. Okay. Um, and that's always like squared away. Like I don't have to do any, I can add a little spice if I want, but with pho, they, there's like so much like accoutrement, you know, and you've got all of these different, and you like got to put a little of this, a little of that. It's like, I don't want to build this, you know, <laughs> can you just bring it up? That's like such an American like concept too. like, just bring it to me finished. Okay. <laughs> I can't be bothered to put all these garnishes in there. I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do. Just do it for me. Where... <laughs> Where's my McDonald's around the corner. There's too many of them. Yeah. Um, where'd you rank it? I ranked it 10th. I don't even, I don't even know. It's not going to be that high. I put um, it just above. Um, it's above Peru. I think it's right below Russia now. Oh, no. Not for me. No, it's below Russia, not above. Oh, okay. 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 I still like the Russian episode better. He's got uh, Zamir in there. It's, uh, yeah, I put it above Lyon. I think I need to go through here one day and, like, I might just. Yeah, you have Libya really high. <laughs> They, that's what I just passed that. I'm going to have to go through with a, a fine tooth comb here. God damn, Libya's high. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. I think that's your fault. Whoever, whoever did this website is a piece of shit. No, um, <laughs> I don't know why that's so high. Like, I don't like that better than this other stuff. Where do I have, I have Libya like? 12. <laughs> I have Punjab really high. Punjab and Libya should be way down there. Whoa, the you better. gave me so much shit on that Punjab episode for putting it where I did. I've got hindsight now, and I have to give you shit. That's <laughs> you said my job. I was ridiculous for putting I don't it know, down. man. I guess I'm going to put it. Pull that audio clip. I got a file around here somewhere. Put it, put it as my new number 17, and I really don't know. So above Brazil, below the Mississippi Delta? You like the Mississippi Delta episode more? No. Okay. What about Peru? Did you like Peru more or less? Less. So put it there, wherever that is. What about Sicily? Fuck that episode. New Mexico? I like that one. So I think it's really like 14. Okay, 14 it is. Below New Mexico, above Sicily. We'll we'll let you do a re-ranking at the end of the season so you can do a complete. If there's anything you want to change. We'll do an updated. Yeah, I think we're going to have to. <laughs> Fucking leg hurts. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Um, 
has it gotten better at all? Yeah. No, it's much better. Okay. That's well, that's good. Um, but it, yeah, it's like now there's like a like a soreness on the back of it, on the back of the knee. I don't know what that is. I think I mean it's probably has to do with the tendon. Yeah. So all that stuff's interlinked or whatnot. Yeah. Interlinked. Interlinked. Isn't that from uh, Blade Runner? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Take your word for it. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, that's another. That's one of those movies long. that like people. I think it's over. People really hype it up, and like I tried to watch the first one, and I was like, I guess I had to see this like in the theater at the time because watching it in like 2017, what the fuck? Terrible. So slow. Um, but like it was yeah. like one of those movies that's like, groundbreaking. I didn't even really like the sequel. Like the sequel is kind of like okay. It was. I think it was really. I might have fell asleep in the middle of that too. I don't know. Yeah. No, it was really really long. Um, have you seen Tenant yet? No. I refuse to pay the six dollars for it because I know I'm gonna probably hate it. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't. (laughs) So that's why I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay for it if I was you. I'm waiting for that to hit like HBO, and then I'll watch it. Or if it gets down to maybe like two bucks, two, three bucks on Amazon, I'll get it. But until then, not happening. Because I can already tell I'm going to hate it. Like, I didn't really like Dunkirk. Ooh, okay. I did like Dunkirk a lot. It's like one of my top movies. Um, but I appreciated like what he was doing with blending all the timelines and stuff. But I, I, it's not something that I would really probably want to rewatch. Yeah. And I'll just tell you this. And maybe it's maybe we have different tastes, which obviously we do. But. Dunkirk takes an absolute shit on Tenet. Oh boy. Like Tenet is not even in the same, like, like in my opinion, like Tenet is like this, like to me, it's like, we're just going to confuse you to confuse you to just show how smart I am. You know, it's like, we're going to intentionally make you have to watch this three times. And I just feel like that's kind of, it's kind of shitty. I don't know. Yeah. If you have to, you shouldn't have to watch a movie three, four times to understand the main plot. Like that's like, you should get something out of it right. the first time and then go, Oh, I want to see that again and see what I missed or whatever. Look yeah. what I missed. Yeah. You shouldn't have to be like, I don't get it. Let me watch it again. Especially when it's like two and a half hours long. Yeah. Because that's what happens. Like you're getting there and you're like, I don't even know what's going on anymore, but I just know this needs to be over with. Like, that's how I felt. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. There's time. And they go back and forth. And the oxygen can kill you. And all right. I really hope there's someone that loves that movie. Is like, listen to this. Like, this guy's a fucking moron. And then, like, you watch it and you're like, this is the best movie ever. And I don't think I'm going to like it. Yeah. I, I don't think so. That's why I've held off. I just, um, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for the V, unless you got anything else. That's it for the Vietnam episode. No, I think that's it for me. All right. Uh, next week is Tanzania. So I don't remember anything about that episode. So that'll be interesting to rewatch. Um, check out the website, other podcasts, restaurant reviews on Mondays, uh, chefs and guests every other Thursday, pretty much. Just uh, tomorrow will be the episode with Josh Dalton, who's the chef owner of Veritas, Spec Italian Eatery up in Delaware, uh, and also 1808 American Bistro. And also the Citizens Trust and working on a couple new restaurants that are coming out. 
we kind of get into all that. So pretty cool episode to sit down with him. Um, kind of talk for about like an hour and a half, uh, actually at the restaurant Veritas, um, met him over there and, and everything and did it in person. So that was cool. And, um, did he give you yeah. snacks? Were there snacks or no? Uh, we had some wine. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Look at yeah, you. Looking VIP. Wine, so. Yeah. So it seems like the solo podcast going a lot better. It's almost like your, uh, your co-host is dragging you down here. No, I think, I mean, I think it's, um, they're all different podcasts though too. And like, so like this one's just kind of shoot the shit, like rewatch stuff. And then, you know, that one's more of like getting into like why somebody, an actual like interview. And then, you know, the one on Monday is just kind of like just solo spitting into a mic thoughts and stuff. Um, Oh, on that first like eight minutes of that Dalton episode, I kind of rail against the Columbus food media. So those are my thoughts and my thoughts only. Uh, don't associate those with anybody else. <laughs> so I want to put that disclaimer out there. He's like, hey, man, you, you released this and uh, they're giving me a lot of shit, but I didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Like if you told him that, that you're like, uh, just to let you know, I kind of carpet bomb a lot of stuff in the first eight minutes. Or you got I make it. It's abundantly clear. Okay. Uh, and mainly it's because like they just they've been like misreporting stuff um with like even with his restaurant we talk about it like the name for the french restaurant that he's going to open up is not at all the name that he's working on that's been reported and he's like yeah that's like some architect or something put that on there like i i don't know where that came from that's not what i want it to be (laughs) but it's in like all these articles and it's like well if you guys would just ask the guy like he might tell you yeah you know Well, nobody wants to do any research anymore. That's what's wrong with the media in America, Ray. Well, yeah, the other part of that is like that Bojangles thing that came out. And it was like the Columbus business first was like, oh, we don't know when any of these are going to open. And it's like, uh, motherfucker, if you go on the Reddit board, there's an article that takes you to the Charlotte Observer that tells you that 15 of these are going to open like by the end of the year. Like, just just do basic research did, did right, you click yeah, anything you know? yeah so that's kind of my whole point is that they're just lazy and trying to be first instead of being right or whatever so pretty excited about that bojangles yeah that'll be because like that's that's prime fried chicken spot right yeah for sure okay is that in your opinion is that better or worse than popeyes i think it's better for the chicken i think their chicken like popeyes chicken sandwich is much better because bojangles at least as of now like they're like chicken breasting that they use for sandwiches is like obviously a kind of like a pre-made deal. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but people do love their, their Cajun chicken biscuit. But like now that, you know, you got like Chick-fil-A making better chicken breast and Popeye's too. I don't think, I don't think they can hang anymore. Surely they're going to redo it. Cause if they just made it like Bojangles style, I think it would be better, but whatever, maybe they're working on that. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe that's to come, but Check out all that stuff, past episodes, website, constantly new stuff going up there. Um, so make sure you're clicking around, new profiles, stuff like that. More interviews to come, working on scheduling some stuff and get some stuff recorded. But uh, appreciate everybody listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Later.